Hi there, and welcome to Typical Books. This podcast is an audio production of my YouTube show, Typical Books, where we talk horror, fiction, and sometimes true crime. So, on with the show. Hi there, today on Typical Books, we're going to talk about some new releases from Horror Writers Association authors. These are books coming out in January, and to start, I want to talk about a couple books that aren't on this list but are very important to me. The first one is The Hay Bale by Priscilla Bettis. You may recognize Priscilla from the comments and I've mentioned her work before. I've read a short story of hers which I really enjoyed and I'm really looking forward to this with some very measured and comfortable prose. So yeah, The Hay Bale by Priscilla Bettis and Regina St. Clair from Regina's Haunted Library has Women in Trouble, a collection of short stories. I wrote the foreword for this book, so I've read everything in it, but still can't wait to get my own copy. So yes, Women in Trouble by Regina St. Clair and The Hay Bale by Priscilla Bettis are out right now. The last list of horror books that I did seemed a little short. This one's quite a bit longer and I'm kind of surprised and really happy that quite a few books are coming out in January. There's been a lot of new release lists lately and I've got a larger one at typicalbooks.com, but these are just Horror Writers Association books, so let's dive in. Saying let's dive in makes it sound kind of summery. We're in the middle of a cold snap here and we have a winter weather advisory, so it's freezing, freezing cold in Canada today. So let's warm up with a few books. The Devil Makes Three by Lucy Blue. This comes from Falstaff Books and is out already. In 1837, Briarwood Plantation in Saxon County, North Carolina was abandoned and sealed where the entire family that owned it was slaughtered with an axe by Ezra Woodbine, the youngest daughter's fiance. Now, after 182 years, the doors are opening up. Best-selling novelist Jacob McGinnis just wants to write a new book. Librarian Serena Decatur just wants to find the truth, but Briarwood has darker plans for both of them. I like haunted house stories and I like this particular one. It doesn't have to be a novelist always or a documentary team but it reminds me of 12 Nights at Rotter House but a little more straightforward. So if you like some people read 12 Nights at Rotter House and wanted it to be more in the line of a Dar Darcy Coates story this sounds like this would be up your alley. And another book that is out already The Squatter by Jonathan Dunn. Molly is forced to close her Michelin star restaurant due to the pandemic. To escape ghosts of her past and the high cost of city living, Molly moves her family to the isolated town of Old Castle, where they move into a free-of-charge 200-year-old stately farmhouse, which isn't quite vacant. Financially broke, Molly decides to go public about the ominous presence in the farmhouse, hoping to cash in on the phenomena, never considering the consequences of her actions. And I like the timeline of this, and I love how the pandemic is just sort of being peppered into stories, you know, the way cell phones made their appearance slowly in fiction and soon we didn't know what to do without them. Hopefully we'll be able to write without mentioning this, but it's a neat way to show that upheaval that so many small business owners and restaurateurs are going under right now. I wouldn't mind a 200 year old free of charge stately farmhouse ghost or not. And out this week, Paused by Stephanie Ellis. This comes from Silver Shamrock Publishing. People are stopping, bodies halting, regardless of situation or location. They are still alive, but completely unresponsive, vulnerable statues. Unable to run from fire, some burn. Unable to return to shore, some drown. Unable to move from the path of a truck, some are crushed. Nor are you safe at home, unable to move 
you starve. It becomes a race against time for scientists to find an answer before they too are affected. Humanity has been put on pause. Will it ever restart? I like this premise quite a lot. And I think that it is part of that answer to what are people going to write about? How is fiction going to reflect what we're going through right now? And this is a really brilliant idea that it is a sort of pandemic, but completely different than what we're living through right now. Something far more terrifying. And if you had told me that something like Bird Box was written this year, I would believe you because I would think that that is a response to what we're going through globally right now. And this is how it's coming out. This is brilliant. Really looking forward to this Stephanie Ellis book. Next up and up in a couple weeks is Beulah by Christy Nogle. Beulah is the story of Georgie, an 18 year old with a talent or affliction for seeing ghosts. Georgie and her family have had a hard time since her father died, but they're making a new start in the small town of Beulah, Idaho, where they are set to help renovate an old stone schoolhouse. From dreams, the town is familiar as she seems to be experiencing her mother's memory of the place, not to mention the creepy ghost in the schoolhouse basement. I like this idea in that I had a friend that lived not in an old schoolhouse, but an old church and the basement there was very creepy. So this just reminds me of that quite a bit. And that was Beulah by Christy Nogle out from Cemetery Gates Media. Up next, we have Hold My Place by Cassandra Windwalker. This comes from Black Spot Books and is out around the 25th. When librarian Sigrun falls head over heels for the sophisticated and very married Edgar Layward, she never expects to find herself in his bed or his heart. She soon discovers three women Edgar has loved met early deaths. Something shadowy stalks the halls of Layward House and the lines between the love of the present and the obsessions of the past become increasingly blurred and bloody. There is a longer synopsis where this reminds me quite a lot of Rebecca. So if you're a fan of that sort of story where the idea of past loves come to haunt the present, much like in Rebecca, or of course, Crimson Peak is another one quite famous for that. Hold My Place sounds somewhere in between those two. On the 18th of January, we have The Awakening by J.G. Faraday, and this comes from Flame Tree Press. The possession of a young girl brings a group of paranormal investigators together, including twin psychics, a defrocked priest with a dark secret, and a father whose dead wife once conjured an evil spirit. All must join forces to help Father Benavitura rid the town of not only a vengeful ancient demon, but the evil spreading throughout a small New York town. I like this in that it is, seems to be a real update on the exorcist story, but hey, interesting. Possession of a young girl brings a group of very interesting people together. From Dark Ink Books, we have Generation X by Rebecca Rowland. A lot of people are really looking forward to this at the end of the month. In a unique anthology of monster, folk, paranormal, and psychological horror, as glimpsed through the eyes of the latchkey generation, 22 authors shine a strobe light on cultural demons. Demons that lurked in the background while they came of age in the heyday of satanic panic and slasher flicks, milk carton missing in music television, video rentals, and riot girls. This is exactly my generation, I believe. I think I'm Generation X. I get them all mixed up all of the time. I think that that's part of the millennial generation is mixing up all of those generations so we can't tell the difference anymore, which isn't a bad thing. So it's a collection and anthology. I don't know all the authors in it, but I 
seem to recall that there were authors that I have my eye on. So looking forward to this, even if it was all first time debut authors that I didn't know any of the names of, I'd be very interested in this particular anthology. And to round out our list Mastodon by Steve Stred, this comes from Black Void Publishing and is out at the end of the month. And this is a Canadian author. So hello. 17 years ago, Tyler's mom went missing in the Rocky Mountains. Now his father goes missing on the anniversary of her disappearance in the same place. Tyler is told to not search for them, but he ignores those commands. He'll wish he never went. So the cover art is gorgeous here. I'm pretty sure that this is a Francois Villancourt who does this art. I'm positive that it is, and it just looks gorgeous. I like this idea of a story and I'm up for Rocky Mountain Canadian horror. Could be a Black Mountainside thing, I don't know. Those are all the books coming out in January from HWA authors. You can check them all out at horror.org slash new releases and more. And of course, if there's anything there that you think I ought to read, let me know in the comments or if you've read it already yourself or adding it to your piles too. Thank you very much for watching and have an ooky spooky day. If you are looking for something new to read, some insider reviews of horror that you have read, or even talk from a writer's perspective, I hope you enjoy this little show. Feel free to check out the YouTube version by searching Typical Books, or visit me at typicalbooks.com. For extended interviews and essays on horror, visit Patreon where you can find the monthly audio magazine. That's two hours of typical books. Thank you for listening, and have a delightfully bookish day.